to the big one, this the big world government, a government which can only be held and sustained with human beings being the way they are at present, that is, in our present state and condition, it can only be maintained through fear and threat, force of law, and massive scientific indoctrinations. When they come out with a new type of purpose-made humans, you know, the type would have taken out the junk genes, those junk genes that make you you, the junk genes that give you creativity, etc., Will they be happy? And then I'll have a quiet, safe, secure planet. I'll be back with more of this oneness caper after these messages. there I'm wailing away about the state of the world and how we've got to this mess which seems a mess but really it's a controlled chaos order out of chaos you must create the chaos in order to bring out the solution and lo and behold the solutions are all laid out by the big think tanks long ago and all I have to do is wipe the dust off them at the appropriate time and present it to the public who adapt very quickly to it we don't realize that most in fact, all fiction today is meant to entice you into this brave new world. And those fictions which really captivate the imagination and take you on fantastic voyages are the best ones to put in predictive programming because it imprints on your brain. Emotion and characters whom you can identify with, especially when they're doing things which you experience in your own life, you identify with them coupled with a story, coupled with a little bent in the story, which you adopt to as well because you identify with the character, you go along with this little oddity, wherever it happens to be, and before you know it, your opinion on certain things have, has been altered, and you're ready for the real thing to appear in life, and it doesn't seem like a big deal. Fiction is very, very important, very important. You'll notice, too, if you go into major bookstores today, and this is not by chance, that you don't have the old sections with the labeled fiction, non-fiction, history, etc. You have a huge section where everything is mushed together with religion, New Age stuff, and in a lot of fantasy, by the way, mixed up there too, with science fiction writers leading the charge for the New Age. And it's all put together as fact for people. They don't question it. Yeah, when I was growing up, everything was labeled as fiction. Not, you had no problems figuring out what was meant to be a story. Not today. Because all stories are paid for by government institutions to artists and through government agencies to artists to help put out predictive programming. That's why every country has a department of culture. If you are the culture, why would you need a department of culture? What's it there? It's there to upgrade you along certain paths which are all fall under the, the auspices of governance. The Star Trek series was probably one of the most important series ever 
put out to the young people back in the, the 60s, 70s and so on. It totally grabbed the imagination and no one knew at the time that the gene of the red berry was all part of the mystery religion that guides the planet and was a member of NASA. NASA. NASA at that time was classified as a governmental military institution into ballistic missiles and all of that kind of stuff before it changed its hat and pretended this all to do now with space exploration and finding out if spiders can have sex in a space capsule. It's still the same institution. So along with Arthur C. Clarke and a few other major sci-fi writers, the Star Trek series was put out and it created a religious following. I mean religious in every sense of the word. But it also guides us along through its voyages, the Star Trek Voyageur and Enterprise long before it. And God blesses on this enterprise as part of the motto of the U.S. What enterprise is this? Well, Benjamin Franklin mentioned the enterprise. He mentioned that one day it will be an, an, an actual amalgamation of countries, a confederation of world states. That would be the enterprise. And those who led it would win everything. They'd win the prize. That's Earth's resources and all the rest of it. So did Thomas Jefferson say the exact same thing. And there were Masons all. This falls into it, this article here from Mark Bard, paranormal.com. And this is on July 16th, 2008 said, mad scientists plan to make us one. Then it shows you one of the old episodes from Captain Kirk's series of the Enterprise. It says, hand signs for the end times created by self-appointed healers. That was one show where they had these sort of new-agey hippie types that were off to look for Eden out amongst the planets and had their own hand signals, as all good masons do give hand signals in shapes and symbols for a particular period and you'll see the photograph there of this one then Mark goes on to say 17 years ago long before Al Gore told us we were destroying the earth a small extremely powerful group of scientists diplomats and royals began a crackdown on an increasingly mistrustful human population the plan to tighten control of the people to such a degree that they will act as a single nervous system. And that's true, I've seen that term in some of the top books on sociology that's given out to many of the higher members in these think tanks. A single nervous system with an unwavering faith in their governments and political parties. Today, marketing people are answering the call of that elite group, the self-appointed Council of the Club of Rome, to launch grassroots campaigns promoting its We Are One concept. The marketeers are also making enemies of anyone who opposes their cause. Now, you'll see this oneness stuff and global stuff all in the greening agenda, which is all part of the religion. You must have a religion for an age, which will dominate the people, and you will obey that religion. 
but you'll see it being promoted from the top down as all culture always is. As Plato said, you can't allow grassroots culture to just spring up where it wishes because it will cause ripple effects, and that's out of the control of the elite. So all cultural changes, including all rebellions and revolutions, remember, most revolutions are bloodless, they're cultural. They're guided by the elite at the top. And all the marketing is coming from the top, the big, big money boys. And it's all through their system, all through their teachings now as marketing. They're using all the terminology in their marketing classes, and they pass it down onto you. Mark goes on and he says, In the 1991 book, The First Global Revolution, the Council lays out a plan to blame humans for all water shortages, diseases, and famine, all under the umbrella threat of global warming. Too many humans consuming too much food and fuel are to be labeled the cause of climate changes. And I've read right from that particular book quite a few times in the past. Where they talk about finding a way to bring all humans together under a wartime scenario, since that's the only time where we're willing to forgo things and sacrifice ourselves for a cause is under warfare. So the war would be that we, the humans, are at war with the planet, and to save the planet, we must start calling back the humans. That was their big, big con. And they admit in the book, in so many words, that it was a con. They said they hit upon the idea of this, and that would fit the bill. And look around you, it's being promoted everywhere as a religion. In other words, writes the Club of Rome leaders Alexander King and Bertrand Schneider, the real enemy of humanity will be humanity itself. And King and Schneider were the founders of the Club of Rome, who wrote the book, The First Global Revolution. See, the First Global Revolution is the same global warming propaganda manifesto that Alan Watt, that gets at me, often cites on his radio programs and that most mainstream reporters have never bothered to read. Perhaps that is why no one bats an eye when someone like the Canadian marketer Philip McMaster launches a grassroots movement with his own Masonic-looking hand signal encouraging all humans to act as one, care as one, project as one, and be one. And he's got a picture there of this particular signal that's going to be a fad very, very quickly since it's been promoted from the top. If you dare to demand your birthright as an individual, by the way, God or gods help you. There is no life for you outside the one. McMaster, for example, calls those that are one the good guys and obviously slight, and obviously slight to those of us who don't get his global warming message. The Club of Rome itself sees the good guys as those willing to participate in collectivism. King and Schneider applaud the rise of the people's power and collective values. And it's true in that book, The First uh, Global Revolution, they say they looked at all the systems of the world and the one they, now remember, these are for the, this is speaking for, on behalf of the elite of the West, the one that they thought they, thought they could use with most intensity and success to control people was collectivism, which you saw is the Soviet system. That's why it was designed to come in and blend with that of the West. This was found out with, by Norman Dodd in the Rees Commission inquiry. The Club of Rome itself sees the good guys as those willing to participate in collectivism, 
people's power and collective values. Human depopulation is another virtue to be embraced, according to the Club of Rome. So Mark goes on, and you see all these links to different articles concerning this particular issue. But I'm trying to show you how nothing out there today evolved by itself. In every age, you have a particular religion given. Pre-Christian Greece, for instance, had the women killing their firstborn and leaving them up on the mountains to die. After Christianity, those women saved their children and would stone those who would still sacrifice them. That's how quick you can reverse morality and culture. Back after these messages. those who are capable of understanding and you've got to be capable of understanding how the whole of society has been guided in what seems to be a myriad of unrelated fashions and techniques along a certain path they really all end up in the right place the oneness of all but it's a oneness of collectivism where an elite will govern you this was written about by Charles Galton Darwin in his book where he said that he said we the elite, he said, must retain our abilities for survival or survival instincts, whereas they destroy them for the ordinary people, because the ordinary people wouldn't need them anymore, because government and agencies working for government would be making all your decisions, your personal decisions for you. But those who guide and steer the ship of Earth would have to retain theirs, all their, their full faculties and abilities. Now, most people go through life thinking they're making their own choices, but really they're just joining groups and authorized ways to be. I first noticed this when I came to the, to the Americas and, and noticed all these people jogging all over the place, and that was a, a new phenomenon for me. They'd been introduced through, again, health and people's terror of dying. It just as another form of religion, and it just ran, I guess, your life away, you'd live forever. That was the idea. And meanwhile, they've found out through all the studies they've, they've done they actually are more prone to, uh, prone to have uh, arthritis of the ankles and knees and joints and all the rest of it, and they don't live any longer. But at the time, it was promoted as the end thing, and no one wants to be different once it becomes a fad, especially amongst the educated class. All studies show that the more educated you are, the more apt you are to jump at the cultural changes and to be accepted by your peer group. And that is a fact. Study after study has proven that. The same with the, the oil and gasoline. We know the farces behind it. And there's another article, if, if I have time tonight, I will read from Eric Margolis, who's probably one of the few top reporters out there that has risked his neck on quite a few occasions to tell us the truth about the whole scam of oil and so on. But just before I go on to the callers, here's from the Mail Online on the 14th of July, 2008. And you think it's all about shortages and so on. It's all utter nonsense. And by the way, dinosaurs didn't create oil in the first place. 
you look at the old, they call it the tree of, or oil tree that Gulf and British Petroleum put out years ago back in the 20s. They show you right in that graph and, uh, how oil is made through vegetation going down through the earth and through thousands of years. Nothing to do with dinosaurs. So it's not really what we call a fossil fuel as such. High petrol prices are good for us, says Cabinet Minister. This is a British politician. Cabinet Minister is one that's appointed to a particular position. And you think he's there to help you with your motoring. A Cabinet Minister welcomed spiraling, spiraling petrol prices as gasoline last night as an incentive for drivers to make fewer car journeys. See, Pavlovian techniques again, behavior modification, that's what they're using on the public. Like, like a big father, and of course you're all children, that means your children, they're going to use these incentives to make you alter your behavior, you see. Environment Secretary Hillary Benn, and I think this is a guy, Hillary Benn, said the high cost of oil helps force people off the road and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. You know that parrot phrase, greenhouse gas emissions. You know what most of the greenhouse gas is? It's water vapor, by the way. Water, yeah. He also launched a robust defense of road tax rises for more than 9 million cars, insisting it was right that they should also apply to second-hand vehicles, meaning the poor. <laughs> Mr. Ben's remarks triggered a backlash from motoring groups who accused him of rejoicing in driver's despair. I guess they'll never really get it, will they? They'll never really get what's really going on. And I've never read Agenda 21, and none of these newspapers will ever address Agenda 21, the agenda for the 21st century, which goes through the whole process for a hundred years of altering society right into the end product of the human habitat areas with vastly reduced populations and no private vehicles there. So it'll always remain a mystery as why these guys want to get you off the road. At the G8 summit last week, Gordon Brown said he wanted motorists to switch to electric or hybrid vehicles, which is a joke because I'll never turn them out in quarantine. By 2020, and a combination of petrol prices and taxes could help them do so. The power of the purse. That's what they said they'd pull out towards the end. The power of the purse. Force you. And of course, because we're all on their system, they have the purse. They own it. But Downing Street, which has said the Prime Minister is focusing on the rising cost of fuel, food and family finances, is still likely to be dismayed by Mr. Ben's remarks, which is nonsense to go through the show for the public. Mr. Brown is so concerned about voter unrest that a two-pence rise in fuel duty, more taxes, due in October, is expected to be cancelled. They'll bring it in under another name. Motorists are being warned that petrol could reach £1.50, that's about $3.00. A litre, a litre is with 3.8 litres per gallon. This summer, as all prices keep rising, 60% of the retail price of fuel is accounted for by tax, 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 labour. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
back and cutting through the matrix, showing you how culture is given to the public and how the masses always adopt it as their own without question. Without question. Bertrand Russell said, there is no nonsense so arrant that cannot be made. The creed, meaning the belief of the vast majority of people by proper government action. And we're seeing it done. And people are going green, going green. Do you know that green was the sacred color of communism? That the red for the revolution, that the utopia was to be green. That was their color for it. And under this greening, which should really be green and red, because believe you me, when this religion really gets underway, with what will appear to be a lot of crazy but very, very severe laws, there will be bloodshed. Because paganism and worship of Mother Earth always brings with it massive sacrifice. I kid you not. And three quarters of the population or more are to over the next century be eliminated, culled off as excess useless eaters. As Bertrand Russell called them and many others called them, better get that through our thick old green heads here before the foliage starts to grow all over us and call a spade a spade a con a con and see that the king has no clothes and regain some sensibilities rather sharpish or it's game over otherwise we can sit back and watch the red tide begin of blood mixed with green as the sacrifice and the planet demands its sacrifice it starts to Comment. Now I've got John from Texas there. Are you there, John? Let's see if he's there. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go me? ahead. Yeah, I just have. Uh, I like everything you talk about. My whole question is, I just wonder, um, what is uh, from all the questions you're telling me? I wonder to myself, what is sane and what is insane in today's people? Now I talk about everything you talk about on the radio. And I go to different stations, and I try to let my friends know about what's happening in the world. And, of course, the question came up to myself is, like, who's sane and who's actually insane in their real thinking? Because, like you said, everything's been passed down through the ages. What's, what's real through the ages? Mm-hmm. And, well, and what's not? And, and that's my question, basically, is everything's been brought down to us. I'm sure everything was brought down to the elite in their own way. So what is the core of all this? Where is the realness? And The sanity and can only be derived by observation and using your own sensibilities, something mm-hmm. that the people, most folk are too lazy to do. And that's a key in marketing. Marketer or marketeering experts understand that most people are mentally lazy. They'd rather have things formulated for them that they can adapt for themselves. And they judge their sanity by, by everyone else having the same opinions as they do. That's how they think they're sane. And therefore, if it, was, if it was a law that you must kill off every tenth neighbor in the street uh, and they kill them off, they'd all think that person was sane if it was a law. In other words, sanity is, is whatever culture is authorized from the top to the people and followed, that is then sanity, you see. Uh, so whatever ideas are about each other in that particular society, then those would be the norm. 
that's that's correct. Even and you, don't forget, not so long ago, it was the law under the Catholic Church to say if you talked about it at all that the Earth was flat. I mean, that was the law. Right, right. I remember that. Yeah, and now, of course, you'd be locked up if you said the Earth was flat. Uh, so now it's round. Round is in. You see. And reality is passed down to us. Most of the things that, that, that are big and, and you take for granted, you cannot prove one way or another. You can guess and pretty well surmise. But a lot of things are unprovable. Uh, so you take the word of experts. Uh, it's like the, the, the moon landing when uh, I saw it as a child uh, before they landed on the moon and the flag was blowing in the wind, which shouldn't exist on the moon. Um, they followed the, the shuttle in to land, and I said, well, who's following this shuttle in? And then, then we found that many years later, it took them years to admit it, that it was a, a simulation that they showed you. Well, how much of it, the rest of it was simulated, too? In other words, the biggest con will become the belief of the people. Hitler said it. If you, if you want to tell a lie, make sure it's a big lie. The public uh, can't believe anyone could tell such a big lie, because you personally can tell a little lie, you understand that, but a huge, big one uh, you, you, you think you'd never get away with. That's why they do get away with it. But that's how people judge their sanity. If they all have the same opinions, which in turn is, is given down to you through the media and through experts, they become your opinions, and you don't really reason through them. You simply adopt them, and it becomes the normal. And so any, as I say, no, no nonsense so arrant, meaning crazy or stupid, or mad, as Bertrand Russell says, there's no nonsense so aren't it cannot be made the general belief or creed of the vast majority of people by proper government action. Well, you're seeing it in action. You're seeing that very thing being created for every age to give a new religion. Mm-hmm. And atheists like Gorbachev and the masters of understanding of the collective uh, on his level all know that you must give a religion to control the people, and the green one is the one that, that was hit upon for this coming age. And we will sacrifice many of the things that we now do for Mother Earth, which, of course, will have, uh, can't communicate directly to you, the individual, but it, it can, just like priests of old, they were the ones closer to their deity. They could hear the deity talk. You couldn't. Well, the scientists and the experts, they have the ability to tell what Gia wants, Mother Earth, and you don't, so you better obey the priests. It's the same con, again, only this time, it's completely totalitarian because it's using scientific techniques on the people. We're indoctrinated so easily now through the TV and radio, internet, uh, instantaneously. On a mass scale, we'll all get the same news. Uh, and so we're all upgraded on a daily basis if we follow the news, uh, just like a computer program does. Simple as that. So unless you can prove something yourself, what seems right or wrong to you, regardless of public opinion. And uh, uh, you only go by your own perceptions. Uh, someone who is technically mad has no insight into his or her own, own behavior. That's what psychosis means. However, if everyone's psychotic, they will, they will think that they're all normal. None of them have ever thought about why they go green and adopt the new age, uh, the myriad of names for all the same thing of the new age. They don't reason these things out, they simply adopt them. Okay? Thank you. Okay. And I've got Charles from Canada. Are you there, Charles? Uh, hello there, Alan. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Okay, good. Um, 
Well, I love the show this evening. It's uh, I'm laughing most of the way through it uh, with a tear with a teardrop on the side of my eye, of course. Yep. Um, the um, uh, my friend just reported to me that he will be going to Afghanistan. Uh, he's he's with the Canadian Infantry. Uh-huh. And even though uh, he's just fallen in love and wants to get married, uh, I told him that, uh, that that Afghanistan has been coated with um, uh, depleted uranium. Yeah. I tried to help him understand what the ramifications of that will mean. I said, don't don't try to have any children. I said, if you're going to have any children, do your deed right now. He's he's leaving in a month. I said, you can get the job done. Lay the seed down now, right? But he could not understand what I was saying. No, but the very fact he's in the military means he doesn't understand anything anyway. I mean, why should care more about him and his child or, or than the ones he's going over there to kill? Uh, I think he's just a country boy from uh, New Brunswick who doesn't, uh, he's just all, he can't believe he's actually going to get out of the bush and go somewhere exotic like uh, Afghanistan. It's, it's, there isn't, they, yes, I, I see what you're saying too at the same time. He's, he's, yeah. uh, on, uh, he's just, Everything seems to be shiny to him. Well, the old slogan used to be, the country needs you, and I always add morons, because that's what it is. They depend upon young morons who don't know any better. They cannot imagine ever dying themselves. Yes. They think they're invincible. They go off. And, and by the way, they don't care. They don't care about the reasons for war, these young guys. No. They, they see that there's some big football game, and they're going to be the, the tribal leader and hero and get a medal, that's, that's what they dream of, they fantasize, they're, they've not grown up, you understand? Yes, and, yeah, I'm sure it's true, and, and many of us, I even question my own self if I've grown up yet. It's, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, my other, my, my topic uh, mainly is, um, and I'd like to address a question to you, which may, it, it's regarding chemtrails. Now, um, they, the symptoms from chemtrails are known to be headaches, migraines, Heartburn, mm-hmm. muscle heart, pain. Muscle pain's another one. Yeah, even heart arrest and uh, flu-like symptoms. And every time I go outside, I, I try to wear a mask. Now that's something I'm trying to acquire, but I don't want to digress off into that. I'm trying to acquire a good mask to wear. And of course, the police will be hassling me everywhere I go because I have I a mask on, right? Yeah. Uh, but um, the other the other thing is, uh, you mentioned in one of your shows that they are attempting now. And I am a vegan, by the way. I'm an organic consumer, a hundred percent. But I began to realize because of something that you said that, well, where could I possibly be getting organically grown uh, vegetables right now? Mm-hmm. Basically, I can't eat anything that casts a shadow, can I? That's because right. of these chemtrails, unless it's a potato or a carrot, it, it's been exposed. Mm-hmm. So unless I can find uh, greens that are grown inside of a greenhouse with a huge HEPA filter. That's right. With, 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 a, with, a, with a water supply that's buried, comes from very deep, well-filtered, going in there, uh, and as you see under a greenhouse, you, yeah, that's the only way you can be pretty well sure. It's just wild, isn't it? It's just wild where they're taking this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and then at the same time, so they want us, you, I believe you said they want us to be vegetarians now. Is this, so I suspect this must be the cause to make sure that, that we ingest yep. more of what they're spraying us with, right? What it's doing is limiting everyone's choices to one um, marketing produce made and owned wholly eventually by the five agri-food businesses with GMO food. That's to make sure that you're on your new drug because those, that, those particular 
uh, vegetables have drugs in them. They create drugs. They forget that opium comes from a plant, for instance. Yep. The plant makes it. <laughs> yes. Well, and they can make any other kind of sedative or drug or whatever they want, even vaccines. Uh, they can make the plant produce it. It's old stuff to them now. Now, Monsanto, speaking of which, Monsanto lost in Canada at Supreme Court. That fellow in Saskatchewan beat Monsanto. Mm-hmm. How could that have happened? Oh, they'll make a comeback. Don't worry. It just takes more handshakes and uh, passing silver or across the palms. Uh, they'll make it because it, it is the agenda. They said that um, when they had the League of Nations and the start of the United Nations, that they were going to end up uh, eliminating privately held family farms. It was too important to be left. To just to farmers, so the big agri-food businesses are authorized to 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 take over the world's food supply, basically, and the judges get their orders from the top. You know, so it's, you make it a temporary little victory, but these guys will will they always win in the long run. There's too much backing this; they won't change their plans you know, because of one little decision. Okay, uh, I believe that. There's a little, uh, there's a river, a whitewater river I used to kayak on out in British Columbia that has been sold to a private interest. And in fact, I, I began, I, I did more research and found out that all the rivers in British Columbia have been sold yeah. primarily to private interests and they're drilling holes and diverting the rivers through mountains in, in, in to produce uh, hydro. That's right. And that simultaneously around the world, you you were stating in one of your shows that they're 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 moving these um, uh, they're they're pushing very quickly um, uh, sun power, sun harnessing the yeah. sun, solar power in 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 the Middle East. So they're they're going to get this this, this ball if it is a ball. Like I, you know, I was laughing what you said earlier. The church said oh, no 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 you, you don't say it isn't flat right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, so now now. Um, now they're they're taking if we are on a ball or whatever we're on here, they are going to eliminate us, aren't they? Aren't they? Because they're they're going to set this whole thing up so it's automated. The one thing you no, can count they don't on need us anymore. The one thing you can count on is these guys when they make plans and publish them, they always follow through with it. They never backtrack or or go off in a different direction. No, oh. they never have, have done that. That's the beauty of the, of collecting the books put out by the big boys over the last hundred, two hundred years. Mm-hmm. Okay. You do it. But, but thanks for calling. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Now, well, Guy from Arkansas. Are you there, Guy? Yeah, good evening, Alan. I'll, for the sake of time and the other callers, I'll, I'll make this quick. I uh, love your show, of course. I, I'm learning so much through, through your presentations. I really appreciate it. I'm gonna, I'll make a couple comments, and I'll leave you with a kind of a question, okay? And you can comment on all of them at, when I hang up. Uh, first off, uh, it's my belief that... Um, when they per, when they put out the the world was flat and you'll drop off the edge uh, back there in the sixteens uh, or whenever it was uh, Columbus was sailing, that was to stem the competition for exploration mm-hmm. and to scare everybody off. It was a psyops uh, operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as far as as uh, fads and trends go, um, I think that's just a measuring stick of mind control over the public to see who follow, how much of the population will follow a certain to what yeah. degree. Of a certain thing. Now, my, my main point and question to you, and please elaborate on this as much as you can, because I, it's, it's something that I've been uh, I've, I've been looking for someone with knowledge to to comment deeper deeper on. And this is and it's like this: you watch any news any any news presentation, you always have a man and a woman, uh-huh. a right brain and a left brain, and they never finish uh, a sentence among themselves. They always yep. 
they also oscillate the sentence between each other. Now, my question to you, and please elaborate on as much as your your intelligence and, and knowledge can. Mm-hmm. Uh, why why is why is that? And I, I I think I know why, but I'd like to hear it from you. Can you explain more deeply why that uh, technique that that psyops mind uh, control operation is is going on? And I'll listen off air and think. Thank you so much for your program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When they first brought in the, the, the his and her type news scenario, which even even local places started to put up to the same format, and it gets so monotonous as the guy goes halfway through things and turns and looks at her, and then she reads her dummy board and then looks at him. It makes them both look like kind of robotic, uh, and uh, uh, they're going through train sequences. The idea is that you have to you have to follow through your life in the same way in conversations and when you meet people you'll you'll actually start to emulate that if you're not conscious of what you're watching this was shown in the fahrenheit um uh what was that fahrenheit 451 was it movie uh, when you when you see uh the big television screen and they even showed you there was a big television screen on the wall and you could participate in the actual um what was on television and they would turn two guys would talk to each other finish each other's sentence and turn to you as the audience, it, it, it throws you off of, of having, uh, again, individuality, one person talking to you as an individual, splits into two, both male and female, and therefore your one opinion can't be correct, you need the other one to finish it for you. Once again, the collective rules, that's the idea, don't trust yourself. Back after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. And just to add to the, to the last caller, uh, this technique of using two radio announcers or TV announcers, the him and her type thing, or even two guys or two women, doesn't matter. It, it's a prompt, it's also a prompt to you, the viewer, because you're seeing two people apparently always agree with, with something in front of you and you're prompted to join in and agree as well. However, if they raise someone to starhood uh, uh, quality, uh, they'll always keep them individually solo. These are the famous few, the ones that are really the ultra-paternal figures that we blindly follow as though they're very, very special people. But they give you the collective on the lower levels technique. Now, we've got John from Florida there. Are you there, John? Yes, Alan. How are you doing this evening? Not so bad. Go ahead. I've got a quick question. I'll take your response off the air. Could you rehash the esoteric meaning of the triple six trinity. Oh, you, you, this is five two, the hour here. I and know. I couldn't just do a quick rehash of what it means. Mm-hmm. I've heard like the last Jackie few minutes. Theories and whatnot. Can we maybe I call back tomorrow? Or not on Friday? Yeah, 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 call back and we'll maybe okay. go through it then. Yeah. Thanks, Alan. Okay. I've got Antonio from Maryland. Are you there, Antonio? Hello, Alan. Hello. How are you? Not so bad. I'm not doing so bad myself. Uh, I was calling to see what I can do to help um, light fire in the men's minds out there. Um, It seems like um, not too many people here in in the United States is too upset about uh, um, the recent actions in Congress as far as um, them scripting, um, rather not scripting, but uh, allowing the telecoms immunity. Not that um, I don't expect it. 
I guess that would have been a thread that they would have left hanging that um, too many people would have pulled and it would have led to uh, many other things and many other people yeah. over a long range of time. Um, also, I wanted to mention that um, uh, people forget that the uh, psychopaths out there are also parasitic and um, they're, they're, they're like cats. They're like, they like playing with their uh, food just before they eat it. Yeah, they do. And if they really do like that. Yeah, they do get off on yeah. how, how they're fooled the drill public and how pu the drill public has not a clue. You're, you're quite right. Yeah. Uh, not a clue at all. And, uh, and our president, I'm, uh, if that's what people want to call him, I, I'll call him Mr. Bush. Mm -hmm. <laughs> see, since he has the right to, um, to lock up anyone um, anytime he wants to indefinitely. Mm -hmm. That's what called progress, you understand, in civilization. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> digression mm -hmm. would be more more to the point. Um, I was wondering, um, have you read um, the book, um, Speaking of the Fire in Men's Minds, by I can't remember the fellow's name uh, right now. Um, the Fire uh, in the Minds of Men. Yeah, Fire in yeah. Yeah, I have. how the um, secret societies uh, have been involved in all the... That, that was written by the person, the man who was in charge of the congressional libraries, so it's not a work of fiction. Unfortunately, he goes, only goes up into the 1800s with revolutionary parties, mm. and for some reason, which I understand, he didn't go any further, because you'd find out that everything ever since right up to the present is part of the revolutionary party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how that was by Billington, James Billington. Yes, correct, because that's... Yeah. And how so many um, groups and factions were um, played against each other. <laughs> That's right. Uh, appear, appeared to, yeah. Yes, yes. yes. And for, for, for one singular cause, um, supposedly. And I'll let you go. And, well, thanks for coming. And you have a good evening. And you too. Bye-bye. Well, from a, a heavily sprayed sky in Ontario, Canada, it's good out from myself and Hamish. And may your God or your God's go with you.